Jordan Politics and Rana McBerto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We're going to have a great, 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 great show for you today. How's everybody doing? I trust everybody's doing fine. Welcome aboard, Bridge MCP, having FB issues for almost two weeks. Why are you having FB issues? We don't need the leader of the PDR Posse to have any issues with FB. But anyway, I got some great news for you. You were shipped today. Your book was shipped today, Bridge MCP, the one that was given by El Senor Tom C. Anita Yates, send the bill to Trump, Giuliani, and the Flynn Brothers, I accept, I agree. Thunderstorm just started for Michael Rudnan. Deb, Denny, welcome aboard. AVQ, Michael Rudnan is with it again. Large things for Egberto to read, but we're going to do it because we love what we, do, we all do here, folks. We love what we all do here. Okay, let's go ahead and get busy. Let's get busy right away. Purdue form a bankruptcy plan, which could give a secular family immunity. Moves forward, this outcome would prevent further civil lawsuits. Much of the Sackler family uh, belong in prison for the sheer number of debts they cause. If approved, the reorganization plan would make the family of the Sackler family, will make members of the Sackler family who have asserted they've acted legally and ethically immune from opioid lawsuits. In turn, under the plan, the Sackler family has agreed to pay $4.275 billion in personal money over nine years toward the settlement of the opioid crisis. I want you guys to understand how capitalism works. That is how you offload. Remember, look, corporations are people. When I was uh, on a member of the Move to Amend uh, board, one of the things that we were fighting for the 28th Amendment was to ensure that corporations are not people. They don't want corporation tax. They want to give corporations all the benefits of the world. But legally speaking, the cor the, a corporation we call an artificial entity, an artificial human being, but it is a human being. So what did the Sackler family do? They offset all those bills onto this entity. So who is the guilty one? Uh, it is, it is uh, Purdue. You know, th that entity called Purdue, that's the guilty one. And we walk away with all the money we've stolen from the people, including those that we've killed with our drugs. It's called capitalism that is how it works we isolate we isolate guilt we isolate all the bad things done to people from the persons who run it the executives generally get off free all these folks get off free the sharehold even the shareholders at times get screwed because we make the decision and then we blame it all on the company and all those who have received their bonuses all all that they've wanted out of the corporations, they go. Folks, you you know, the, the sad thing, if Americans learned in school what a corporate structure really is, if they understood it is the abstraction of blame, if they understood all these things, you would understand that you have limited... We are going to get into some of this when we talk about Jan Psaki today in her interview. I love Jan Psaki. But Jan Psaki got tripped up on a question today. 
Well, we'll talk about that later. Let's continue with Michael Rudnin's things, okay? Let's deal a blow to Big Pharma. Our nation's prescription drug laws are out of control. While Big Pharma aims to prevent generic imports, its broken system of price gouging, the pharmaceutical industry, which so often touts the virtues of free trade, has used its political influence to embed the contradiction in our trade laws. Today, drug companies are permitted to manufacture drugs abroad and then import them for sale at inflated prices in the United States, all while those trade laws prohibit American customers, wholesalers, and pharmaceuticals from engaging the same cross-border importation that they do. Class warfare, the only resort to right-wing doom. I wrote this book quite a few years ago. It still holds true today. It still holds true today. What Michael Rudnan just pointed out there is so important. Drug companies develop drugs based on the intellect we pay for. When it seems like there is a viable drug, they pay for the rights to use that drug. Even though the government, our tax dollars paid for those drugs, you know what happens then? Uh, we have the right. It's written in law. That if they decide that they want to gouge us or whatever, we can take that right back and have it manufactured ourselves. Our politicians never do that because they are paid off. But it is important for us to understand the reality here, my brothers and my sisters. You, have a, you are paying for drugs many times over. And what Rudnin just pointed out there, where the people are going to, where they make the drugs overseas, import them, but we can't import them ourselves at a lower price than the other countries in the EU or the other countries in the EOC uh, gets better pricing on. It's a racket. It is a racket, but we get all our advertising here that fools us. And we have Republicans in general fighting us for saving all of us, fighting us for protecting all of us, fighting us for saying, why do we allow a few to rip us off. Why? Republican National Committee threatens to boycott 2024 presidential debates if Donald Trump complaints aren't addressed. Republicans don't want debates because they don't want to talk about their platform. They don't have a platform. You remember what they did in 2016? There was no platform. That's news to me. I thought they cared about culture war, issues of obstructionism, trolling and left and kissing Trump's ring. I'm sure they're not happy unless they're drinking Liptar Tears or some nonsense like that. Republicans don't seem to care about kitchen table issues, for as I'm concerned, what Republicans are really doing is serving their corporate masters as every single one of them is bought and corrupt. There's also the matter that most Republicans still follow Trump's every lead. Hey, Michael, how many things are you going to have here, dude? Okay, let's see one other one. GOP box at Biden's revised infrastructure plan. Republicans prefer obstructionism. We're going to talk about that, so I'm not going to read that. Biden can't quit infrastructure talks, and progressives are losing their minds. We'll talk about that as well. Cory Bush and Jamal Brown call for... I'll talk about that as, as well. Okay, uh, let's, let's go ahead and continue bringing... Uh, let me make sure to get all the people that are here. E2247 says... Egberto Pri Bahara with uh, political historians Heather Cox, Richardson, Juan Freeman on Podbay. No paywall. Great. By the way, we are now on Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm, you can find politics and right on Anchor.fm as well. 
as all the other regular podcast channels. America, Racism and Pattern of Change, Preet and Heather on Evolution of the Republican Party, Utility of histor Historical Parallelism this time. Uh, Michael Rudnan says corporations won't act right until their CEO and other bad actors get to prison. Exactly right. Jessica Taylor, welcome aboard. Uh, let's see who else is here. Egberto, you know what? We in the U.S. are the only country that allows former ads on TV. And you know, every time I see it, it feels obscene. It feels obscene. Why can't Biden do an, according to British MCP, why can't Biden do an executive order of some of those bills? Some he can't, some he cannot. Uh, there, uh, to put it bluntly, most he cannot. But anyhow, let's go ahead and get busy. The, the first one that I want to show you guys kind of cute. It's kind of cute. I, I call it the ouch moment because of how, uh, uh, how uh, Michael Steele talked about his peeps. So let's listen to what Michael Steele had to say here, and then we'll get busy. We'll live it. Welcome aboard. Former uh, Republican Party chairman Michael Steele, did he step in it? We said something sort of interesting about all those Republican men that have become great old sycophants to Donald Trump. I mean, as it turns out, they are so scared to say anything negative about Donald Trump. There is, we have a paper tiger, has no power, likely is going to be indicted, and uh, talking seems to be out of his mind as he talks about, I am going to be back in power in August. I will be back in the White House in August. And people, there are some people that are believing it, but I mean, there is some mad, there's something behind the madness. This is how you start to create instability in a country, right? What is he trying to do? What he's really trying to do is to get those crazies on his side. And notice I said the crazies on his side. To think if that doesn't occur in August, then we really have something to talk about. If that doesn't occur in August, what do you think is going to happen? Anyhow, check, check out Michael Steele, and then we'll take it on the other side. This was at a Republican event in New Hampshire. President Trump and I have spoken many times since we left office. And I don't know if we'll ever see eye to eye on that day. But I will always be proud of what we accomplished for the American people over the last four years. And I will not allow Democrats or their allies in the media to use one tragic day to discredit the aspirations of millions of Americans. Michael Steele, let's remember rioters chanting, hang Mike Pence, as he was whisked away by Secret Service. And there he is in New Hampshire, uh, holding, you know, which will hold the state's first presidential primary, underplaying what happened on January 6th. What's going on? Well, it's, it's what you expect. Uh, he doesn't want to get sideways with Trump again, as he did uh, on January 6th. Uh, that led to Trump supporters calling for his head. Um, you know, I thought Brian Williams put it the best last night when he said, you know, you know the vice president's just, just a boy standing in front of the voters of New Hampshire <laughs> hoping they like him, right? It, it's perfect. I mean, that's exactly what we're looking at here. None of this should surprise anyone from the reporters who cover the story to the voters out there who are witnessing this stuff unfold in front of them. This is going exactly as we know it will always go when it comes to Donald Trump. There is not a man among them, and I mean that literally, not a man among them who will stand up against this guy. And the only person who has has been the woman who they then sacked her for her position uh, on the Hill. 
So the vice president looking at 2024, trying to hedge his opportunity here just in case Trump doesn't get in, doesn't want to be sideways with those voters, doesn't want to be sideways with Trump. So you're going to hear more and more of this so surprise no one. Yes, he went there. In effect, he called them, you know what? They weren't men, but we have those women who are... And actually, if you take a look at uh, on TV, a lot of Republican women are standing up. You know, a lot of us progressives don't part, are not particularly interested in the ideology a lot of these have, women have. But you know what? They're doing their job. Uh, but the, the men look like a whole bunch of sick of... Look, look, at, look at this guy. Look at Mike Pence. Uh, I don't quite agree with Donald Trump. The man tried to kill you. He tried to assassinate you. And you still can't come up with the guts to say, you know what, I am going to challenge our people. Why is it that instead of appeasing these people, they don't challenge these people to, to, uh, to the better good that is in us all? You know why? Remember something that we talk about a whole lot. The dissension. They need those people to be in that modal because absent that modal these are people that start to think rationally and rationally thinking republicans are no longer republicans most that is you heard that rationally thinking republicans don't remain republicans hey uh, i have something uh fun for you let, let me see if i can uh, get it out here well uh today while i was uh Oops, let me back that out. Today I was packing up all your the books and that sort of stuff. And I, I said, you know, let me play with this stuff a little bit. So what I did is I, I, I did this little little video. So let, let me go ahead and uh, uh, see if I can get it started for you and, and, and play. Just for fun, just for fun. I felt like doing this and I just learned about real, not learned, I didn't just learn about I did my, I guess it's my first reel or something like that I did. Uh, let, let's see how it goes. It, here it is. Uh, Jane Saki doing the news conference and listening to our good friend Tom Hartman as I ship your books. Anyhow, folks, remember you can get our books at politicsunright.com slash store. But you can also go to uh, politicsunright.com slash books where you get a list of all our books as well. So check it out. This is all taking care of business. Bye-bye. So what am I doing right now? I'm packing your books pre-show, um, watching Jane Saki doing the news conference and listening to our good friend Tom Hartman. All right. I just want to do that teaser. I was out there messing around and I said, you know what? Let me, let me show these folks that I'm sending out their books. I have to do that before. I had to do that just before the show since it's a weekend as well. And I wanted to make sure all of that went out, went out. Anyhow, anyhow, let's go ahead and get back to business we got to get back to business okay let me catch up and see if i have any things to answer first i uh, lived it says got my second vaccine sore arm no worries my isp is messing with me today having connection troubles thunderstorms outside hey leave lived it alone isp leave him alone we need him to be here fully watching our stuff. Egberto Willis, did you like that Mado clip I sent you? I did like the Mado clip. And you know what? Bridge, I didn't know that was a particular clip that you sent me because I had already watched that one. I think I actually watched that one live. 
And Michael and Egberto, what you know, we in the U.S. are the only country that, yeah. Why can Biden do an exit? Okay, I, I think I read that one already. Are URLs blocked on YouTube? No, I don't think URLs should be blocked on YouTube. You can stick it into the thing. It should work just fine. Uh, continuing, let's see if I missed anybody that I hadn't saluted yet. Uh, para ver, para ver, la, nothing wrong. Uh, these people are so afraid of not getting reelected. Yeah, I know, but we need to turn that into they just won't get reelected. MCP, it appears, running the platform, see the decisions to cover certain aspects of a story. Uh, <laughs> MCP says, Egberto, no wonder your eyes are red. Yeah, I, I put quite a few hours in, but that's the name of the game. A guy who watches two TVs at the same time, LOL. I've got to. You have to. I have to listen to sometimes I'm watching three at a time because on the one on the left here, I can actually have two or three of them going at the same time. And, you know, you have a story and you're trying to parse out and you hear keywords and it tells you, I got to grab that one. I got to grab that one. Okay, Courtney. Welcome aboard, Courtney. Let's see who else is here. Lived it says, gotcha, MCP. Tom C. Tom C., both of your books went out today. Both of your books went out today. Let's see. Courtney, the SLP. I don't know what that means for likes. All right. By the way, folks, if you are just joining us, remember, share right away. Please share the program right away. All right. Let's continue. And, and by the way, the only reason it took me this long to send the books out is I got, believe it or not, other people have been receiving the heart. Welcome, Linda Joe Kessinger. Your book went out today as well. What, check this out, guys. This is funny. Uh, everybody's been getting the book. Uh, you know, they've, they've been getting the uh, How to Make America Utopia, the, 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 hard, the, the, the paperback. I couldn't get it. I couldn't get the darn book. So finally, I got my second shipment in, and I, I was able to go ahead and do these, um, do these things. Greetings, everybody. Egberto, might I recommend watching YouTube videos in 1.25 speed, but only one at a time? I like that, Michael. That is pretty good. Okay, I have another video for you guys. This one here is Velchi, and I, I need you to understand this. Uh, it, this is going to tie into the, the video from, uh, what's her name, from Jen Saki. I want you to listen to this video, and then we'll tie it into the other video. Check it out. Tomorrow, four states will drop out of the program that offers extra benefits to people who lost their jobs because of the pandemic. Over the next few weeks, a total of 25 states will stop delivering the extra $300 a week offered by the federal government, and more states could decide to follow suit. This comes as the government reported today that employers added 559,000 new jobs last month alone, and the unemployment rate fell to 5.8%. Sorry Tomorrow, about that. four states will drop out of the program that offers extra benefits to people who lost their jobs because of the pandemic. Over the next few weeks, a total of 25 states will stop delivering the extra $300 a week offered by the federal government, and more states could decide to follow suit. This comes as the government reported today that employers added 559,000 new jobs 
last month alone. And the unemployment rate fell to 5.8%. Let's start with this cutoff of the enhanced unemployment benefits. How much of a role is that playing in what seems to be, by most people's estimates, a modest jobs recovery? And what could the cutoff mean for hiring down the line? Well, so this is an interesting question, my friend. Uh, let's, we, we'll know the end of this experiment by the end of July because everybody will have cut it out by then. But let's take a look at the net map of the states that are cutting off the enhanced benefit. It's $300 a week, and if you earn that in addition to the $300 state benefit you're getting, you're getting $600 a week, which, by the way, is exactly $15 an hour, right? Most service workers do not earn $15 an hour in this country. So the argument is that as long as these enhanced benefits are out there, folks are taking the benefits as opposed to working. We, we We'll know more about how true that is, because if you look at the states that are cutting off the enhanced benefits and look at a calendar of it, you'll find that by July 19th or so, most of them will be done. So for the uh, unemployment re- um, report that we get at the beginning of September, we'll know how it fared for August, and we'll know whether people are staying home or not for reasons other than, than the enhanced benefits. There's probably some truth to it, Eamon, yeah. because you can't get 15 bucks an hour working at most bars and restaurants, uh, but you can get 15 bucks an hour if you have enhanced benefits. There are lots of complicated reasons why that's good or bad, but it may be having some effect on the fact that the unemployment, uh, the, the, the job creation rate was not as big last month as it should be. One thing I always want to remind people, don't pay too much attention to the unemployment rate on a month-to-month basis mm. because the denominator changes. So it's not that important that it's you know 5.8% uh, as opposed to something higher. Okay, so let's pull out and look at a big picture here for a moment because you had the May's jobs, uh, May, excuse me, May's jobs report. Uh, it was much better than April's report but the U.S. still has 7.6 million fewer jobs than it did before the pandemic. That's the total number. What does this tell us about the overall state of the U.S. jobs market? increasing uh, going up in the right direction. So for most people out there watching, what, what do they care mostly about? They're, that's the pattern of job losses over the last year. But let's take a look at average hourly earnings, right? That's, that's the thing most people care about. If unemployment is low, your earnings generally go up. And we have seen over the course of the last year, average uh, monthly earnings, hourly earnings actually going up. So this is a bit of a tug of war. Stephanie Rule was talking about this earlier today. It's a tug of war between employers and employees. Employees are hoping that employers will pay more money to get them to work we okay it is important for us to understand what went on there first of all uh Velchi said yeah there's a possibility that paying people all that money uh to stay home makes sense for them to stay home let's let's hold that for a minute because as it turns out i always thought that paying people a certain amount would have them stay home otherwise It'll raise the, uh, it, it makes them stay home unless you have a, a raise in the rates. But we'll talk about that when we talk about Jen Seki. What I want to talk about is having all these governors that decided they are going to take money away from their, their citizens, uh, monies that are already there for their citizens. So remember what this means. Your politician in your state, your Republican politician in your state, is telling a lot of people in that state that unless you go get a job, likely a job that's going to pay you less than what you are going to get from the relief fund, you are just going to get nothing, even though that money is already there. So I am willing to crater my economy with less cash flow because of an ideological belief that I want you off your butt to work And I don't want to force employers to give you a living wage.
It's important for us. I mean, I look, we, we make that a story, right? In other words, there's a story. Okay, Republican governors are taking away the enhanced unemployment, and the story ends. Every single Democrat should be in front of a TV screen. Every single progressive right now should be in front of a TV screen and saying, they're taking your baby's money. They're taking your baby's food. They're taking your baby's wealth. They're taking this away from you. We should be out there talking about these guys are willfully taken away from the average working class to ensure that the class, the capital class, continues to keep their capital, as opposed to sharing their capital with those who have made the capital for them. And I am the reason I, I, I wanted I want to stop this right here because what I'm going to do right now is then bring in Jen Psaki's uh, press conference. Because the press conference by Jim, Jen Psaki answers a bunch. But let me check my, see if I need to say anything else to you guys first. Okay, here we go. I want you to listen to how Jen Psaki's been answering the questions. I think she is so good. She has been so good in answering questions. But in this particular question, whether Americans are staying home because of the enhanced unemployment, I think she blew it. And I love her. I love, she is so smart. But we have a chain around our necks when it comes to describing anything that puts our capital, the people, the masters of capital, at some angst. And we have to get over it. And Jensaki. And Senor Biden has to get over it. AOC doesn't have that problem. Bowden doesn't have that problem. Ilan uh, Omar doesn't have that problem. We have to get over that. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. There seems to be a bit of a shift in tone here, because last month the president was pretty adamant that he did not believe that these enhanced unemployment benefits were playing a role or factoring into people's decisions not to get back into the jobs market. Today, though, he's underscoring that these benefits are simply temporary, set to expire in 90 days. So which is it, yes or no, does the president believe that these unemployment benefits are playing a role here? Well, I think we shouldn't lose sight of some basic facts here, which is that the, those governors who have made the decision, as they have every right to do, to pull back on the unemployment benefits, or not accept them, I should say, accurately, that hasn't even taken effect in any state across the country. So in terms of how we're evaluating the impact, we haven't even seen the impact yet. That takes effect in June. It is important for people to understand uh, factually that the president, no one from the administration, has ever proposed making these permanent or doing it over the long term. And sometimes I think that that was just an, an effort to make that clear in the public. Uh, so we understand there's politics at play here. That's okay. Uh, every governor is going to make their own decision. At the end of the day, what we see as the biggest driving factor is vaccines and individuals being vaccinated, uh, feeling safe to go back to workplaces, uh, the fact that child care centers have rehired, that teachers have gone back to work. Those are all positive signs. And at the end of the day, we've created, the president and this administration has created more jobs than any president and any administration in modern American history. So that's kind of how we see the jobs. But based on the data, do you believe that these benefits are having any kind of impact in people deciding not to maybe re-enter the job force right now? Well, again, I, I think that's a really difficult thing to analyze, given uh, we have created a historic number of jobs in the last four months, more than any president in modern American history. So 
and the jobs, uh, the UI benefits haven't even been pulled back in any state. So it's a question I'm sure we can have a discussion about in the next couple of months as we see what the impact is on different states or if that's a factor. But we think the biggest factors overall are more people getting vaccinated, uh, more people being comfortable and feeling safe going out into the workforce. And that's uh, where we feel there's going to be an encouraging upward trend. Understand what happened in the last month, though, because last month you said you didn't see any indication of that when looking through the data. I don't think we can evaluate the data that hasn't been applied in states across the country yet. And what we're really talking about from state to state is governors making a decision to pull back on accepting unemployment benefits for six weeks or eight weeks. That's it. It hasn't even started yet. So I, I would leave it to all of you and your outside analysts to decide whether that is a big factor in terms of economy and data or whether that is a political discussion we're having. Okay, I love Jen, folks, but she had three opportunities to do the right thing. And instead, she was, I, she was a sort of defensive that I don't normally see her in. And the only reason I can think of that she's defensive is that they are scared that the Republicans are going to come and use it as, you see, Democratic giveaways cause people to stay home and hurt unemployment. Instead, you have to live, lean in to the message. Lean in to the reality. I would go out and say, look, we don't have all the data in yet, but if it is that these people are making more money with a living wage than a slave labor, then they should then those employers need to raise their rates. That is what Jen Psaki should be saying. Jen Psaki could use this to bring the entire working class into the fold. In other words, look, that's the wrong question. The question shouldn't be if they're making too much money to stay home. The question should be why aren't employers paying enough to bring them into the fold? Supply and demand. Remember, that's what capitalism teaches. But she sounded defensive. Governors, uh, it is their right to do that. No, uh, you don't go ahead and give the governors cover by saying it's their right to do that. What you say is those governors are evil for taking, taking food out of the mouths of a lot of children whose parents can't work. The, the Republicans would have known how to do this right away. They would have told it right away. And Jen Psaki has been doing this. What's wrong, Jen? You could have used that particular question to really dig in on one. Republicans who use the tax cut and nobody asked them, hey, this is supposed to be paid for and trickled down to the average working class. Where is the working class's cut? No, but they, the reporters didn't ask that. But they're asking about the middle class or the, the people staying home because they're making what is effectively $15 as earlier Ali Velshi said. Yeah, if, if, if you are a waiter, if you're a bartender, if you're these particular jobs and you're at home getting $600 a week and you're working on your feet every day, I will take that vacation until September too. Americans need a break. So she should have gone out and be a pro-working class press secretary and show that El Senor Biden is really working class. And if you really want those people out there, bring them into the fold. Increase the wages. Your people don't want us to increase the minimum wage. So what, by us having the, given them relief, if you want them to work now... Give them what is going to be a working wage. 
Who is there to defend the working class? And if we as progressives, if we as those of us that, are, that call ourselves Democrats or on the left or whatever, if we allowed the working class, all the working class, to see that we are really on their side, it's not those people that give you those false arguments. In other words, think about this. Most people in West Virginia right now are poor, okay? Think about that governor saying, I am taking that. I don't think West Virginia is one of the, the states, though. That, I don't think that's one of the states. But think about this. Think about you're in Mississippi or you're in Alabama. And you go ahead and say, I'm taking this money away from you. And then you have another party saying, I am going to make sure that you are taken care of. I mean, we're not trying to turn you into a couch potato. But if people want you to work, they will do what's necessary to get you to work. We have to have the picture. Now, I wrote earlier today. And, uh, you know, uh, and this had to do with the uh, Americans' jobs plan. All right? This had to do with their... Oh, thank you so kindly. Liv did gave us a great contribution. He gave us a great contribution. Thank you so kindly. Two days in a row, Liv did has supported the show. Folks, join Liv did and be a be a great supporter of the show. But I need to I, I need to um I need to um say this because this is important. This is so 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 important. Listen, people. Listen. Americans are fooled a lot. And many a times, uh, there's a part of the, the establishment that allows that to go on. Earlier I wrote, the impending death of democracy. Let me put it on the screen there. I wrote that a few, a, few, uh, a few hours ago. I said, Republicans had no problems abolishing the filibuster to do something their base clamored for, taking the Supreme Court. In other words, they wanted the Supreme Court, they took it. Supposedly... We want the American jobs plan that's going to do so much for the middle class, that's going to take them out of the drag that they've been in for so long. We want, we want to, and we can afford it, and we want that for the middle class. We want that for the poor. We want that for the working class. That's what we say we want. Those Democrats who refuse to abolish the undemocratic force to pass poor and middle class centric policies prove the establishment that progressives always talk about is real. Because the establishment stays insular. It means they believe in the oligarchy. Hell, the filibuster is not even a part of the Constitution. So they created a constitutional maneuver so that the true majority cannot rule, assuming that those folks that form part of the establishment can continue to screw us all. Folks, Appalachia can understand this, but they have to know that people who believe this are there for them. You know, when I wrote the book, again, I keep talking about it's worth it, how to talk to your right-wing relatives, friends, and neighbors. Why? Because as you can see, because of the filibuster, 50 plus 1 is not enough. We have to get our true allies. We have to get those people that really have things in common. You see my redneck brother in, 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 uh, in, in Appalachia, in West Virginia, in Alabama, in Mississippi. That's my, those, those rednecks are my brothers and sisters. They just don't know it. They have allowed the tool to use them. To think that I am the enemy, I am the other. We got to use our heads. We have to get around the facade. That is how we are going to make progress. 
We have to get around the facade that is nothing more than that, a facade. We can't allow that to reign. Man, let me tell you something. The reason why people are sticking to Trump, even though they know Trump is poison, I'm going to tell you. And people don't get, people don't, don't understand it, right? It's not about logic. It's not about any of that. It's about Trump talking to a few others are unable to talk to. But you are. Our message will resonate. If, 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 if you get there and if you get there, I mean, it, look. It is so damn difficult sometimes, brothers and sisters. It is so damn difficult to get folks to forget about the inconsequentials. You know, I, I, I like to use the example uh, that I don't allow things that don't matter to matter, you know. And, 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 and when I say that, I, you know, you know who I am. You know what I stand for. I mean, there are people, oh, you, people can use the, you know, I mean, yeah, people that come on the show or, or there are certain times I give speeches or whatever. Actually, I'm giving a speech at the Humanist Society. I'm their, fe- their, their featured speaker. But anyhow, um, sometimes I give speeches. And every now and then, you know, somebody don't like what you say. And they look at you and they, hey, N-word guy. And people expect you to go ahead and go crazy. Oh, why are you doing? I'm like, no. I am not going to fall for the crap. I'm not going to fall for the what's been instituted, indoctrinated into us. That is how they win. So, Jen Psaki today. Jen Psaki today missed an opportunity. And I wonder, I wonder when it's going to be that we are finally going to no longer fear, no longer fear uh, just being or just telling the truth. Just telling the truth. Okay, that's my rant for the day, I guess. Um, Lived it. Thank you so kindly for the contribution I just placed you up on the screen. Let me go ahead and read some of the stuff that you guys are talking about, and then we'll go ahead and do our ass. Uh, let's see. The Dems are weak. The Dems, it's not, the Dems are not weak. The Dems spokespeople are generally, uh, they're, they're catering their words because they're scared. Nobody wants to lean in. That's why we have independent media. We kind of force folks to lean in, to see things for what it is. As for the reason some people choose unemployment over work, people are tired of being exploited for their labor, of course. Uh, British MCP says, yeah, she blew that one. Uh, Courtney says, right-wing ideals are controlling the narrative because we allow it to. But if you guys share our program and you guys talk about our program and you guys push our books, and I'm not only talking my stuff. I want you to push my stuff, okay? I do. And it's not my stuff, it's our stuff. I want you to push it. Yes, please do. But please also, please also be sure, be sure to not fall into the, into the irrelevancy uh, of what generally occurs here, folks. So let's not do that. Let's really not do that. Okay, Robert Davenport, I hadn't seen that name before. Welcome to our posse, the PDR posse. You are so on target, Egberto. Can they not take control of the messaging and the subjects? Thank you, my dear brother, Robert. Okay, Linda Joe Gessinger, Democrats try to hard not to rock the boat. Exactly, Linda Joe, exactly. Uh, para ver, para ver quién más está aquí. Left wing or also infrastructure investment? Yes. Uh, putting the people to work in good paying jobs. Exactly. 
uh, E257 Facebook to end rule exemptions for politicians. The Verge, NY Times, WAPO. And let's see what else here. Why are they conceding to terrorists? People have said the, their job administration. All right, people rock. I'm continuing down. Joe Manchin is a poster boy for the establishment, the oligarchy, exactly. Sorry about the typo, guys, but I've now I know you get me smoking a while. Yeah, let me actually let me. Um, I wasn't able to read what you said at the time. It said COVID demonstrated that progressive economic ideas work. The stimulus free test vaccines uh, would were called unworkable before the virus. AVQ, the chat is right. We need a two day general strike. We're going to work on that. I like that. I think AVQ has been pushing that for quite a while. We're going to work on that. Linda Joe, don't sweat the small stuff. Exactly. Don't sweat the pretty stuff and don't pat the sweatest. <laughs> you guys are so funny. Evett Avery Herod, congrats on your speaking engagement. Thank you, Evett. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And E2247, testimony to U.S. Senate Committee on Rules, the history of the filibuster, filibuster. Sarah A. Binder, the duck that quacks. Egberto, that's the question. Wearing my yellow PDR T-shirt today. Take a picture and send it to me right now, and I'll put it up. I'll put it up. I'll put, uh, God, I want to see you in them T-shirts, man. Come on. Put that thing on. Jessica says, the Democratic kitten gloves are ridiculous. Yes, Jessica. Estás perfectamente correcta. Jessica Taylor also says, they need to get boxing gloves and get rid of the kitten gloves. I agree. Egberto, I am in your call queue. Oh, let me get, Oh, thank you. <laughs> wow. Okay. Let me get whoever is in the call queue. Come on in. Call queue, you are on. Caller, hey, talk to me. What's going on, Bubble? Great. Talk. How's it going? This is lived it. So I'm hearing everything that you were saying, and I'm sure everybody, at least all of us agree. I don't even see how uh, so-called conservatives could disagree. I think, though, with uh, the press conference today that you were speaking about and how she should have been a lot more, you know, forceful for working people, I agree. Um, I wonder if you don't see that's also the case in a lot of quote unquote, uh, even though she, she wouldn't be considered liberal. She's a government official, even though she is, but in a lot of, you know, regular media, like our media, MSNBC, CNN, they tend to pull back a lot instead of, you know, have a full throated support for working people. I mean, you're right. I mean, look, it, look, but you know what, what is a gr- I'm sorry. I didn't ask your name. First of all, your name, I'm Julius. Julius, and you're uh, in on your platform here. It's lived it. Okay, Julius. Thank you. Hey, 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 lived it. Let me let me tell you this, Julius. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. You're absolutely right. But here, there's a reason why, and I accept the reason. If you are working for MSNBC, CBS, ABC, and I love MSNBC because you know I use a lot of the clips. I love Ali Velchi because Ali Velchi me always takes yeah. it to the limit, and also um, uh, uh, there are. Uh, a few of those women there, they take it right above the limit, right to the limit. But if you are advertising all the drugs uh, uh, to make to make a living, that, the, the good salary that these guys get comes from the advertising. And you can't say certain things or else they'll just cut the advertising or, you know, cut, cut, cut the wire. So I really, I genuinely understand why many of these reporters have to toe the line. However, Jen Psaki does not have to do it because she is the administration. She's not dependent on, on, on advertising. That is why I praise her so well for the way she has been doing. But uh, for what, what occurred today, the great opportunity to really stand up for the working class, I think she missed. And I think you agree with that. 
I absolutely do. But uh, also, um, you know, short time, and I listen to you, but I, you know, life is crazy these days, so a lot of times I'm, I'm missing the show. I just want to say again, because I remember I was going through, I was really trying to get, you know, I was going back and forth with you on a, a good way to purchase your book, and we finally did it, an e-copy. And I've been going through that slowly but surely. And I just got to say again, I said it to you in the super chat a few days ago. Chapter two was really impressive, Egberto. It was really, I think, I'm not going to say that is the solution, but the thinking and I think the concept that you kind of craft out there, you know, not even going so far as to say, yeah, we need really need a third party. I think we do, but I'm just saying the way that coffee project is introduced to the reading audience, at least, I think it needs to be introduced to the broader political audience. Cause I, uh, let me tell I think you there's something. too much stagnation. Julius, I really appreciate that. And, and, and you are, you are the ambassador. All of us have to be ambassadors. All of us have to be. And, um, like, like, like you see, you know, you know, we have a lot of conservative listeners. We have a lot of listeners from all parts because my contention is that, we are all, we just, many of us just because of ideological reasons don't realize that we're brothers and sisters in more ways than one. In other words, our interests are all and in the same and that the, the, the difference in interest is generally manufactured. If we can preach that, if we can preach that, we can, I mean, if, we, if everything that you see that we've done with the Coffee Party, and by, by the way, we've merged the Coffee Party with the Bridge Alliance. Uh, I am I, I I'm going that. to be getting off the, the, the board of the Coffee Party. That's one thing down. And the Bridge Alliance is going to continue uh, with it. I'll continue to be, be posting out there as well. But, um, but yeah, it, 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 that, that organization was seminal in, in a lot of my thinking process because when we got together with people from all over, that is when you could sit down and see how everybody, the thought process from everybody. And what you always found out is that even that person that you would want to hate and I just, I'm not using the hate and the vicious hate, but, you know, the, the person you wouldn't have want to like. It turns out that, oh, my God, you know, I actually like you. You know, why do you yeah, think like that? You know, I, I, and, I, I, and any reasonable person, especially those of us mature age, we would all agree with that. You know, any full-grown person, late 30s, 40s, 50s, and beyond. However, even you would understand, Egberto, you, we just went through four years of... Mm -hmm an attempted fascistic yes. overthrow of the United States and we're still in it. Charlottesville was not something that an 18 year old watched on a history channel documentary. It was on a flat screen HD. Yes, sir. So, so, so understanding, you know, being reasonable with reasonable people is great. However, bending over backward, it, it, you have to understand that even those of us in the broad coalition who stand with our progressive brothers and sisters and follow the mindset of what you guys did in uh, your projects, you know, building a coalition, even those of us that are like that, true patriots that we are, it's going to be a tough pill to swallow to say thumb your nose at those who are advocating every form of evil from kids in cages to Nazism. Brother, let me tell you, you something. Understand? That is why I love the audience because there are times that we have to bat things off of each other. You know, sometimes you take one thing too far, something less far. That is, that is what it's all about. And that is what 
That, hey, that is what uh, coalition's all about. That's what community is all about. That is the kind of stuff I want to build. And I don't know if you have my, my book yet, um, How to Make America Utopia. The last part of that. I book, hear you talk about this. I didn't know about it until the yeah. uh, past few days. Yeah, the last part of the book, uh, I have a, a, a link that's called politicsandright.com slash PDRPASI. I haven't yet finished the website to where we're going to have all the discussion and all of that. But I want us to talk about these kind of issues in the long run over the next few months when I put it all together. But we'll see. Oh, Look, that's going to be awesome. Hey, brother, I appreciate you. I appreciate all that you contribute to uh, politics oh, right definitely. and other places. And uh, we couldn't do it without all you great people. All right. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be there with you, man. Uh, I apologize for the absences. I got a hectic, crazy life, you know, but I hey, brother. I, I try to support as hey, many brother, we are We're all in this different. together, and we, are, we can't be 100% all the time. That's, how we, that's the name of the game. That's the name Indeed. Of the game. Hey, brother, uh, apologies, man. I know you got a, a run here. I, 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 just, I didn't know if you – I don't hear you speak foreign policy too much, even though I know you're well-versed in it from just how you put it down. I just wanted to see if maybe you could – Maybe another time or later on before you close, spit a few words on this thought I was talking to some people about. We have a vacuum in American policy. We're bottlenecked looking domestically because we're on fire. The house is on fire. However, for four years, what Trump did, just looking at the meeting in Finland when he didn't want any other U.S. officials around, and we're looking at the Biden's administration's moves right now, it appears there's a big vacuum in foreign policy. Yes. The world may indeed be on fire and progressives, just to make this clear, I've seen it even when I was a kid in the 90s. Our weak point, for some reason, is foreign policy. It's not because we intellectually don't understand it. It's not because we're not involved emotionally. We are. However, for some reason, it seems like progressives are intimidated to grab the reins of foreign policy. And I would move to say that the first small hand group of progressives who make national security abroad we know it's here domestically. We've seen January 6th. But really start looking at what Trump and them did for the past four. Focus on national security abroad because the Republicans can't. They have no integrity as patriots. They don't want a January 6th. You know, we own the domestic issues. Seize the foreign policy issue right now. I agree I just with wonder you. Hey, what Julius, you about that. Julius let, me, let me tell you this. Uh, you, you call in again uh, earlier on. So that we can actually ping pong on this because you, I, you, you have something right there. And not only that, but we can actually use foreign policy to help us domestically. And we can talk about that another time. All right, brother? Oh, yes, sir. Indeed. Take care, Bubba. Thank you so kindly, my friend. All right, that was Julius Lived It. Julius Lived It. Hey, folks, I haven't done my thing yet. Hey, we got another one. Robert Davenport. Welcome to the PDR Posse. Folks, welcome, Robert, to the... PDR Posse. I got to do it real quick and try. I want to get him up on screen before I do my ask because it's more important to highlight folks that are saying, yeah, we want to be part of that. So, Julius, uh, uh, thank you for, for your uh, super chat, Julius. And uh, right now we're going to go ahead and get uh, Robert Davenport into the queue as well. Robert Davenport into the queue as well. Hey, look, folks, um, if you uh, let me go ahead and put this on the screen first, uh, please go ahead and join our if you're on YouTube right now, if you are on YouTube right now, just click that join button. 
If you click that join button, you automatically become a part of the what again? The PDR Posse. You're supporting progressive media. You're supporting us getting the message out just like so many of you right now uh, have been and have been doing. So please go ahead and become a part of the PDR Posse. If you, are, if you don't see that join button, I'm going to put right now, you can go to politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube, politicsdoneright.com slash YouTube. And that's another way for you to support, uh, get onto the PDR Posse. Now, we also have a Patreon, right? Patreon is another way for you to support us. We need about 1,000 patrons. We're only at like one. Uh, we were at 134. I think we lost six in the last over, overhaul. So, um, you know, people, their credit card go missing. Some people have some financial problems, etc. So consider becoming a patron at politicsandright.com slash patron. Patron is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. You can also support us via uh, PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal, politicsandright.com slash PayPal. And, of course, you can shop at our store like many of you did over the last few days. Politicsandright.com slash store. Politicsandright.com slash store. Uh, and if you want to get our books, if you don't get it at our store, you can always get it at Amazon. Amazon has all, have all the books in store. And that's the link. Politicsandright.com slash books. Politicsandright.com slash books. Robert P. Davenport, thank you for becoming our latest PDR Posse member. He says, sadly, MSNBC is a non-union station for their technical staff. Be very leery of so-called progressive outlets that have that same old workers or just cost items mentality of corporate capitalists. Look, Robert, you hear me talk about that all of the times. You, you hit the nail on the head. You hit the nail on the head. It's not, look. I, I, I told a story yesterday about something that happened at the radio station that I volunteer at. Uh, Pol Politics and Right is also at, at uh, KPFT 90.1 FM Houston. There are some issues that, that we've gone through, and I kind of made some mention about that yesterday in a, in a non-confrontational manner, of course. I try to keep those things that way. But pro just saying you're a progressive is not enough. That, that's not enough. You have to live progressive values. Uh, I tell people all the time, people are like, okay, you're working 16 hours a day. Why don't you get some other help? Um, I still have that fight. Progressives mean I want the same that I want for me for that person who's with me. Right? And I can't give that right now. Uh, we, many of us fail to live up to the ideals we want others to live up to. It's not easy. It's not easy. But we try. It's not easy, but we try. We fail sometimes, but we try. We try. Anyhow, um, we're getting close to the end. Uh, the last subject I'm not going to be able to cover, but I have the link, or I'll put the link in the, in the blog post. But it is time for us as, as uh, progressives, as Democrats, to stop wasting our time trying to negotiate with Republicans on the American jobs plan. Because what Republicans are doing right now is negotiating everything downward. We are negotiating everything downward not to get a vote. And here's the deal. Negotiating downward is nothing but the opportunity if and when they are re-elected to run Congress and the Senate again 
to use that delta, in other words, what wasn't provided to the middle class and the poor, can now be tax cuts to the wealthy. I wish people would understand that. They had no problem saying, we'll give the trillion dollars tax, $2 trillion tax cut to the wealthy. They had no problem. They didn't even ask how it was going to be paid. I know you hear that ad nauseum. But when you, when you hear uh, Biden negotiating down to $1 trillion for the masses, but nobody negotiated down $2 trillion for the 2 or 3% that's going to get the massive amount of it, it tells you something. When Jen Psaki cannot say, those people at our home, good for them. Time for them to take a break. Good that America is going to pay for these hard-working, low-wage workers to sit down for a change, make some money for a change, not worry for a change, get a break for a change. It is, it, is it so hard that a few people get a break, get over for a change? When we know that's what the, we- the wealthy gets over on everything. You know, they, they skim every, every, every penny that you've made. They've made a piece of that action. I wish, not I wish, it's no longer I wish. Folks, people, brothers and sisters, we're not going to wish on a damn thing. We are going to make it happen. One person at a time. One person at a time. Geometric progression says the following. You are one person. Every one of you listening to me right now, you are one person. You are one person. Okay? Uh, Numero dos. Yes, Bridge, I have to take care of my eyes. (laughs) I got to take care of my eyes. They're red as... But if you have some other advice, let me know what advice you have for my eyes. Uh, Now, now you're one person. One person. Okay? Now, if you, are, if you can get close to five people to empower them, give, show them their worth, and encourage them, teach them how themselves to get five people, I want you to draw this on a line. Draw this on a page. The first line is you only. You're one person. The second line is five. There are six people. The third line is now 25 plus 5 plus 1, 31. But check what happens next. If each of those 25 gets 5, we're talking 125 plus 25. And every level you go up, it goes up exponentially. We can reach the world if we do a little bit of work. If each of us say, I am responsible for five people and teach those other five how to be responsible for five others, the changes that we can make. But you see, most of us don't know these types of mathematical concepts. Most of, most of us don't realize it. But you know who does? You know who does? The plutocracy. And they keep, they keep it broken. But anyhow, I got to get out of here. I want to thank everybody that's here listening to my voice. I know you could be anywhere. I do know. I want to thank Robert Davenport. I want to talk lived it, Julius. I want to thank all of you that are present, that are, uh, that are members of the PDR Posse, whether paid or not. I just want to 
I, I just want to thank you all for giving us this platform and being able to make a difference. You're making a difference. You really, really are. You know how I know? I, I get a lot of, lately I've gotten a lot of, you know, Yvette just said, hey, congratulations on that speaking offer. I've gotten quite a few recently. And it's because of you, the platform, and people see the interaction. And they see that we talk with progressives. They see that we talk with, um, with, with conservatives. They see the cup that Bridge MCP designed and what it says on the cup. And they say, you know what? You are the kind of folk that we want to actually have talk to people. It's you. It's us. Got to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you know how I end this baby. Oh, wait. I forgot to say beforehand. I'll, I'm going to try to do a couple of, I'm gonna be a, a couple of days. I'm going to be in D.C. And I'm going to try to do a couple of shows from D.C. I'm going to move my daughter from, uh, from one apartment in the building to a, she's moving from, her roommate has graduated. She's had to delay her graduation by six months because of the stroke. So I have to move her to a one a, to an efficiency apartment in the same in the same building. So I'll be out there all do, moving her and doing all that kind of a work. I'm going to try to do the show on Monday and Tuesday. If I miss the show, I'll I'll I'll, I'll leave a notice as far as why I couldn't do the show. But I I want to thank you all for always being here. Could not possibly do this without you all. My name is Egberto. Willies, this is Politics Done Right, and you know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.